things that uh, we want to start with is that the Bible, you know, the Bible starts with God talking to Adam and Eve. And then the Bible ends with, in the book of Revelation, amen, Jesus and God talking to John on the Isle of Patmos. And, uh, you know, I don't know why people would think that uh, God has changed. Uh, if he started out communicating, uh, he is still trying to communicate with his creation. And uh, so, uh, you know, if God is not speaking to us today, then uh, we do the greatest disservice to people when we tell them that they can have a personal relationship with God. This is a quote from uh, uh, Dallas Willard. And uh, he said that we do a disservice to people when we, uh, unsaved people, when we tell them, say, you know what, God wants to save you. God, God's got a plan for your life. Yeah. You can have a personal relationship with God. And then uh, we, we, we invite them in and pray for them, and then we don't teach them how to communicate and how uh, to, to, to have that personal relationship with God. Yeah. We do them a disservice. And as I said on last Sunday, uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm in the same mind that Moses was when uh, he had the leaders meet him at the tent of meeting. And the same spirit that was on Moses came upon the leaders at the tent of meeting, and they began to prophesy. And there were two that, amen, were late to the meeting or didn't make it or whatever, and they were still in the camp, and they began to prophesy. And when uh, Joshua, uh, Moses attended, when he heard that they were prophesying in the camp, he said, we need to forbid them. Uh, uh, you know, they, 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 they're not licensed. You didn't call them or whatever. Well, the, the call it went out, but they didn't get the, I guess they didn't get the message. And Moses looked at Joshua and said, uh, I know you're zealous. I'm paraphrasing here. But he said, would to God the whole camp were prophesied. Amen. And so I, I brought that up to say this. Amen. It's my desire that each of us have such a personal relationship with God where you can hear him for yourself. Yeah. Where you can hear him for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so as we close out on today, amen, the subject of our message on today is I'm so glad I understand that God speaks through a relationship. Saints, can you say that with me? I know it doesn't rhyme, but it communicates what I want to communicate. Amen. Can you say that with me? I am so glad. I understand that God speaks through a relationship. Hallelujah. God speaks through a relationship. See, God didn't just give us an instruction manual in the Bible. And I'm not minimizing the Bible whatsoever. Uh, but God gave us more than just uh, an instruction manual in the Bible. God wants to have a personal relationship with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus came to restore a personal relationship with a speaking God. And we must understand that to recognize God when he speaks, that he speaks. 
through a relationship. And so as we get into this, uh, I want to start out by saying that uh, a relationship with God should be our highest priority. Y'all hear what I'm saying? A relationship with God should be our highest priority. And I want to go to the scripture, amen, in the book of Genesis. Genesis, the third chapter, uh, verses 8 through 10. And uh, familiar scripture for a lot of us, but let's ask God to open it up, amen, to us to some new things. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? And so he said, Adam answered and said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Hallelujah. Now, now, probably this was one of the saddest things that God had heard uh, from any part of his creation. When he made what he made, God said, behold, it is good and very good. And so when Adam cried out, or when Adam answered and said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, and because I was naked, I hid myself. Now, when God asked Adam, where are you? It wasn't that God couldn't find him. God wasn't asking for information, but what God was causing Adam to do was to uh, do a self-assessment of what was going on with him. And uh, so, uh, Adam says, we're hiding uh, from you. And uh, when I think about that, uh, how uh, Adam was hiding from God, I want you to notice how that in the, you you remember I preached a series, I preached a message about the law of first mentions. And how in the book of Genesis, there are some things that God instituted and, and, and God uh, began, you know, Genesis is a book of beginnings. And in the beginning, the way God related to men and women, to Adam and Eve, was through his voice. He would talk with them in the cool of the evening, and they had a relationship. Hallelujah. They had a relationship. And see, uh, in this uh, series that we've been teaching, I can teach you methods and I can give you uh, points and what have you. But one thing that I can't do is I cannot give you a relationship with God. That's something that you've got to cultivate on your own. And so that's why we say that, amen, in point number one, uh, relationship, our relationship with God should be our highest priority. It should be our highest priority. And that's how God started it out before the creation was corrupted. You all with me there? 
Hallelujah. And so not only uh, uh, should uh, our relationship with God be our highest priority, but I want to go to point number two now. Our relationship with God should be our highest pursuit. Should be our highest pursuit. Do you all remember that uh, in the garden of Eden, there were two trees in particular that stand out? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. There was uh, one tree that God told them not to eat of. Anybody remember what the name of that tree was? Anybody? The one that he told them not to eat out of. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's one of the trees that stands out. Now, there are a lot of trees in the garden, but there are two trees that were in the garden that stand out. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then what was the other tree that stands out that was there? The tree of life. That was the other one that stands out. Now, there are other trees, but these two in particular. Amen. There were two trees in the garden. Now, God put those trees there, those two particular ones among the others. And he wanted them to choose. Y'all listening to me? He wanted them to choose. And the choice, because he specifically told them, don't, don't, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they were free to eat of the tree of life. So the choice that they had was, God said, choose between death and life. Or do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I want you to choose between death, because you said the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to die. So the choice was between death and life. And you know what? God does not want us to make decisions that are based on good and bad. He wants us to make decisions that are based on his voice. I want this to sink in. I, want this, you know, I don't want to move too fast here. You see, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the reason that it was bad is because God never wanted us to be subjected to good and evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He knew that if we were subjected to good and evil, it would corrupt us. Yeah. It would corrupt us. And, uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and this could be a message all by itself to even divide into the depths of this. But, but, but God did not want us uh, to operate 
under the uh, having to choose between and, and having to decide what is good and what is evil. Because in order to do that, we'd be operating by conscience. And you know what? For the most part, that is how a lot of the world operates today. They operate by human conscience. And what they do or don't do is based on the human conscience. There's some people that say, you know, I... I, I, I just, you know, I don't see it. And I'm not going to do that. I, I, I just don't see it. Uh, that violates my conscience. That violates my conscience. I'm not doing that. And then the sad part is sometimes there are things that we know violates our conscience, but because of the sin principles that's in the world, what did Paul say? The thing that I hate, that I do. But God never wanted us to have to choose between good and evil. God wanted us to live our lives, amen, based on his voice. That's how Adam and Eve operated before the fall. They had a relationship with God, and he spoke to them. You know the old song, it talks about uh, in the garden, uh, 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 it talks about he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. I got out of key there but the words are there. <laughs> and the joy as I tarry there none other has ever known. It ought to be our highest pursuit. Yes. God never intended for us to live by our conscience. Yes. And he doesn't intend for you to live by your conscience. Now, he intends for you and for me to live by his voice. Yes. You see, what does our conscience do? Our conscience tells us when something that we do is right or wrong. But you know what? That's what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do. To lead us and guide us into all truth. And, uh, uh, you know, so we've talked about the two trees that are in the garden. Amen. And uh, about the good and the knowledge. Amen. There. And uh, like I said, God never wanted us to have to choose between good and evil. There are uh, I, I, I believe in knowledge. Mm -hmm. I believe in the pursuit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, the Bible says, of all you get and get an understanding. Right. I believe in that. Right. But do you not know there are some things that, uh, in the pursuit of knowledge, there are some things that uh, I've learned or learned about or found, you know, found out about that I almost wish I didn't. And there's some things that you can't unlearn. You know, there's an innocence of a child growing up. You know, I, I remember when I first came to church and uh, when I was a teenager, and I thought everybody in church was saved. 
You know, brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. And it's like, oh, man. And uh, I remember I was so naive that I was amazed that all of the preachers had the same first name, the elder. <laughs> I was like, wow. His name is Elder, and his name is Elder. His name. I tell you, I, I, I come a long way. I come a long way. But, 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 but I'm trying to make the point. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, there's some things that you, when you see it, you, you, you can't unsee. You can't unlearn it necessarily. And there's some appetites. There's some appetites of some things that, you, you know, people say, oh, it ain't going to hurt. Just try this or try that. And, you know, uh, the Bible is right. And when the Bible, when, when the Bible says thou shalt not, God's not trying to be a killjoy and destroy our, uh, or, or keep us from having an enjoyable life. And there are some appetites that you can, some things you can participate in that will uh, cultivate an appetite. That's what I want to say it this way. And, and, and even after you get saved, you're still going to have to deal with that appetite and you're going to have to keep that appetite under control. You're going to have to ask God to help, help me, Lord. Yeah. Paul said, uh, uh, I, 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 I buffet and I keep myself under control yeah. lest I preach to others and I become a castaway. Yeah. God never intended for us to live by the knowledge of good and evil. And you know what? Some of us, we got to stop being so nosy. Amen. As you're scanning on social media and you're looking through, you know what? Amen. And they have those headlines that, whoa, what, 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 what? Some of us, we got to stop being so nosy. And then we click on it and, 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 and it'll disturb your spirit. Yes. It'll disturb your spirit. And then you're wondering why you got a hard time when it comes to worship and why you got a hard time. Amen. Why your mind is wondering when you're trying to pray and all kind of junk keeps coming up. God never intended for us to live according to our conscience. With the knowledge of good and evil. He wanted us to live by having a relationship and being able to hear his voice. Hallelujah. God wanted us to choose between life and death. Living by the knowledge of good and evil is living by the tree of death. Hallelujah. Trying to catch up. Hebrews 9 and 14. Says that how much more. Shall the blood of Christ. Who through the eternal spirit. Offered himself. Without spot to God. Cleanse. Your conscience. From dead works. To serve the living God. You see. When we operate. By our conscience. 
And even those of us that are saved. Uh, thank God for being saved. And, and, and to a degree, being saved uh, can help. But, but, but if you're operating by conscience alone, the Bible calls it dead works. Why? Because it's connected to that dead tree. Oh, is anybody listening to me? That's why the Bible said there is a way that seems right to a man, a woman, boy, girl. But where does it end up? Death. 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 Oh, the Bible's consistent about it. We just got to open up our eyes and get an understanding. Amen. Seems right. Operating by my conscience. And you know what? We have a tendency to judge other people by our conscience. Don't we? What seemed right to me, you know, uh, uh, why so-and-so did that? Why, you know, and we're judging by our own conscience. And you know what? We need to realize our conscience is dead. It's dead works. Amen. They, not, they, they, they shouldn't live their life According to my opinion, we all got opinions. But there's a way that seems right. And it's not. And so the word of God in Hebrews 9, 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, through, or who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. See, when, when, when we are in a relationship with God and when we operate not by our conscience but by his voice, God will correct you. God will correct you. There will be some things that you normally would do in the normal routine. This is how you handle it. And the Spirit of the Lord said, don't do it like that. Do it like this. Hallelujah. You all getting anything out of that? Yeah. The, uh, our relationship with God should be our highest pursuit. And sadly, for a lot of us, we put a lot of other things ahead of our relationship with God. I'm not saying that you got to live, uh, you know, uh, you know, like a hermit or, you know, or like a recluse or something like that. Uh, God wants us to live. God wants us to enjoy life. Oh, yeah. Amen. God wants us to enjoy life. In fact, you know, it, 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 it communicates to me when it talks about in the, in the book of Genesis how God came and spoke with them in the cool of the evening. God said, you know, don't want to do it while the sun is hot and you know, high in the sky and, and what have you, uh, it can wait until the cool of the evening. God was concerned about their convenience. Yes. Oh, does somebody hear what I'm saying? God, God, God's concerned about the quality of our life. And I, I, I can, you know, I can use my imagination, but I won't go there. But I wonder what they talked about. I wonder what God shared with them. Hallelujah. It ought to be our highest pursuit. It ought to be our highest pursuit. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. 
And then let's go to uh, point number three. Amen. Point number three is our relationship with God. It should be our highest passion. It should be our highest passion. Uh, let me back up, if you don't mind, just a little bit. We're talking about conscience there. I want to show you something about conscience that I forgot about when, until I looked down. Um, you see, there's some people that operate by conscience. And I already said God wants us to uh, operate in, in, in by his voice. Uh, what if God would tell you to do something that violates your conscience? Mm. You ever thought about that? Yeah. What if God would tell you to do something that violates your conscience? And somebody might say, well, I don't think God would do that. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. At times. You say, well, have you got Bible for that, Pastor? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> what about Abraham? Uh-huh. When God said to Abraham, take Isaac, your son, and take him upon a place that I'm going to show you, and sacrifice him. I'm sure that that violated Abraham's conscience. God? Is that you? Now wait a minute, God. Human sacrifice? Oh, I, I, I must have heard wrong. That ain't God. That couldn't have been God. But wait a minute. I'm a friend of God. And I, I know his voice. And that was his voice. Telling me to take my son. Isaac and take him to a mountain that he's going to show me and sacrifice. Sacrifice, you know, when we talk about giving a sacrifice, we're talking about putting money or, you know, punching on our phone and our cash out. No, when they sacrificed, it was bloody. Yeah. But here, here, Abraham knew God. And, and, and he said, if God is asking me to do it, and he made a promise uh, uh, to me through my prodigy, through my sons. If God asked me to kill him, he must be going to raise him back up again. Yes. And so that's why uh, when he took the lad and the servants that went with him, and he said to the servants, you all remain here. The lad and I are going to go up yonder and worship, and we will return to you again. Yes. And, and as he got him there and bind him, and, and Isaac wasn't a little toddler, Isaac was a teenager. Right, right. What you doing, Dad? I'm tying you up. <laughs> you know, Dad, I know the son was missing. He, he asked me, he said, I see the wood and uh, what have you, but where's the lamb? He said, Jehovah Jireh. Amen. The Lord will provide a sacrifice. And, and, and so as, I, as, as uh, Abraham is tying him up and he's putting him there and he's got the knife out and he's getting ready to kill him. And notice how important it is to hear his voice. And as he's getting ready to put that knife through that boy, he hears God say, Abraham! 
Stay your hand. Stay your hand. Oh, I tell you, it's important that we be too sensitive that we can hear his voice. Stay your hand and look. And when he looked, there was a ram that was tied up or entangled in the thicket. God said, there's the sacrifice. Somebody said that while they were going up one side of the mountain, one, one writer said, as they were going up one side, the ram was coming up the other side. Do you all know sometimes, amen, we're in situations and we're in predicaments and we don't know how God is going to provide and we can't see how he's going to provide. But when we're going up here, amen, our answer's coming up on the other side. Hallelujah. Now we can get to number three. Our relationship with God should be our highest passion. Our highest passion. And I'm going to show you something. Uh, and I hope this will shine some light on. Say that with me. My relationship with God, my relationship with God should be my highest passion. And we're going to go to the scripture. We're going to go to Luke 10 and 38. Again, another very familiar passage of scripture. It say, now it happened as they went that they entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Lord, don't you care? You ever, you ever, you ever prayed that prayer, made that explanation? Man, it just looked good. No, it looked like nobody cares. It don't even seem like God cares. The enemy will try to make you be frustrated and make you think that God don't care. And you know what? Sometimes it's because we've been, we've been busy trying to do the work for him instead of being still. And listening to his voice. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus comes to your house. And you're too busy to sit down and listen. Does God walk through your house in the morning and call to you and say, where are you? Hallelujah. See, in this series that we've been doing for the last seven weeks, we, we, we've talked about uh, making an appointment with God. Mm -hmm. Setting a time and a place 
We've talked about the ten ways that God speaks. We've talked about, amen, that we're his sheep and his sheep hear his voice. We've talked about that we're friends of God and God speaks to his friends. We've talked about that we can prophesy. That the Bible says that you are all, that you all can prophesy, that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. We've talked about that. Amen. So, so, so uh, if I give a word from God, or if I'm going to give a word from God to somebody, I first have to be able to hear his voice. We've talked about it. We've talked about how God confirms his word by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word is established. We've talked about it. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. As I said, we talked about the sheep. That we're his friend. That we can prophesy. We talked about how God confirms his word with the Bible. And with godly counsel. And with peace. Hallelujah. We've talked about. How important it is that we heed. What we hear. Obey his word. And that when we are diligent in doing that, he said, we get more word. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Lastly, I, I, I think about uh, the children of Israel when Moses had led them out of Egypt. And uh, led them to Mount Sinai. This is found, and I'm not going to put the scriptures up, but I'll just refer to it. This is found in Exodus 20. Exodus 20 and 19. And uh, Moses had led the children of Israel to Mount Sinai. And uh, he encouraged everybody. He said, come on, let's go up. God wants to talk to us. And it started thundering. And lightning was flashing, and it looked like there was a rumble. Y'all ever hear some of that? There's sometimes there's some storms that come through, and that thunder will boom. Yes. And you're like, my God. Those people, when they heard the sound and smoke and what have most said, Come on, y'all, God wants to talk to you. You know what the people said to Moses? They said, Moses. You go. <laughs> you go. And come back. And tell us what God said. Hallelujah. And you know what? People are still doing that today. They're saying, Pastor. You go. Pastor. You talk to God. Come back and tell us. We'll be. We'll show up Sunday, and you can tell us. But I'm here to tell you, He wants to have a relationship with you. He wanted. You see, when we approach Him, we need to approach Him the right way. Uh, it was a test, and they failed the test. 
Amen. Moses went up and he got the word from God and got the commandments and so forth and so on. But it would have been so much better if they would have accompanied him, uh, accompanied Moses up to be in the presence of God. And I believe, I thank you for your prayers, Bethany. I thank you for supporting uh, myself and, 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 and uh, Sister Kim. Uh, uh, I feel your prayers. Uh, I, I benefit. I, I gave the testimony last Sunday how, uh, you know, when that, when that piece of meat got stuck in my throat and I was in a restaurant and nobody was in my section, I was all by myself. Amen. I, 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 and, 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 and fear tried to enter my, my, my mind and it's like, what am I going to do? Uh, I know, and, and I don't, I don't uh, try to live a reckless life. I, 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 you know, I'm, I don't try to be reckless, but I know that a lot of what sustains me is the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. And, 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 and how God blessed, and I was able to get that meat up and, and, and didn't even spoil and was able to finish my meal and not be embarrassed. You know, uh, I've had some times when some stuff got, got stuck like that and I made it to the bathroom just in time. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, I'm not trying to be so graphic, but y'all understand what I'm saying. I mean, and, and be out in public and you start spitting up all over the place. Uh, that, that would be embarrassing. And I just, I'm so grateful that he spared my life and he didn't let me be embarrassed. Oh, bless your name, Lord. And so I, I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for your prayers. But uh, I want you, not just only here in the congregation, but those that are listening to me in the live stream, I want you to go with me. Come and go with me. Into his presence. Into a relationship with him. So that he walks with us. And he talks with us. And he tells us. That we are his own. And the joy we share. As we tarry there. None other has ever known. Amen. Let me close out our live stream audience. If this word has blessed you, if this word has touched you, uh, like, share, subscribe. If you know somebody that needs to hear this message, make sure uh, that you share it with them. And as I close out with our live stream audience, and uh, I, I'd just like for you right now to bow your head right where you are. Lord God, I, I thank you. I believe you choose your listeners very carefully. Lord, I thank you. I believe your word has gone forth to accomplish what you've set for it to do. And it does not return to your void. Lord, I thank you for this series, the So Glad series. And Lord God, I, I, I just believe right now that lives are being transformed for good, for better. Uh, uh, that lives are being transformed through your word. 
and that we're going to that, that cultivate a relationship with God that's going to take us to the next level. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've done. Oh God, thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. That word blessed you. Share comments with us. I, I'd like to see them. Amen. We appreciate your feedback. And uh, we want to say, amen, that we will uh, see you next time. And so they're going to close out our live stream. And to those that are in the congregation, uh, 